on silent who's on third um episode 35 of pods in the key springfield tonight we are looking at uh season four episode three homer the heretic and then another episode also from the simpsons season four episode four Lisa the Beauty Queen. Lisa the Beauty Queen. I, I feel like I should front load that I have a sore throat tonight. And though I have been loading up on strepsils and urofen, I might suddenly collapse midway through recording. My voice is no longer operational. When you say you might suddenly collapse because of a sore throat, mm. is your throat load-bearing? <laughs> yeah, when you've got a voice like this, your throat is really carrying, uh, carrying you through the day. How many people you know with a throat like this? Not many, <laughs> if any. <laughs> I'm also concerned about the possibility that I'll become mildly feverish and start spouting gibberish, which really, I don't think anyone would even notice. Yeah, I was about to say. to our usual I was, bullshit. I was about to say, that would be mad on brand for us. <laughs> mad on yeah, brand. A little more coherent this week than usual, if anything. <laughs> um, uh, chalkboard gag for... Homer, the if you're five five five, then I'm six six six. What's it like to be a heretic? Sure, yeah, that's why I've always called it. It's a little uh, sleeper reference for any Slipknot fans out there. Um, a sleeper reference? Oh, as are they like sleeper agents out there who will hear that and take to the streets? <laughs> that's not what I meant. I just meant a reference that is is. I'm just gonna well. What I meant was, I'm just going to sit there, I'm just going to let it sit there and not mention it. What I've since done is mention it, thereby ruining its sleeper qualities. But yeah. anyway, At this point, I mean? a full, I don't know, quarter of the podcast has been about this Slipknot song. <laughs> On a minute-by-minute minute basis, yes. Yeah, roughly. We've spent more time talking about Slipknot than we have about The Simpsons. Do you want to make this a Slipknot podcast? Uh, I do Slipknot. Oh, very good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> When I say it was very, right there, you know. Yeah, that's true. And that's why oh. we shouldn't do a Slipknot podcast. Is, is there a Springfield in Iowa, the state that um, uh, Slipknot are from? I don't know. It seems worth um, saying at this point that I know literally nothing about Slipknot. All I know is that they may have released a song that contained the word heretic. Yes, they did. Heretic was on um, their second album, I think. Okay, good for them. Oh, sorry, it's actually called the Heretic Anthem. Oh, okay. I was wondering. I was waiting for the correction. There is a Springfield in Iowa. Okay. Springfield Township is one of the 17 townships in Cedar County, Iowa. As of the 2000 census, its population was 1,138. It's a very small township. Okay, well, good. I'm... That's been Pods in the Key of Springfield for this week. <laughs> Join us next week for more facts about various Springfields. In Springfield. um, the chalkboard gag in this episode is I Will Not Defame New Orleans. Yeah. Being a reference to, of course, a streetcar named Marge. Which in which they defame uh, Norlands. Norlands. And uh, my thoughts in relation to this chalkboard gag are that the city of New Orleans should grow up and stop being so precious. Take that, Nola. 
A city, a city can't claim defamation. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we are, we are sorry that George Bush's uh, response to Hurricane Katrina was not proportional. But other than that, you know, (laughs) okay, Um, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, that's many, many years later, and going in a bit hard for the gag we're doing here. It's very hard. (laughs) When was when was um, Streetcar Marge? Like ninety two, or we at ninety three now? 92? 90, 92. 92. 91, maybe, even. 91. Okay, 91, 92, Hurricane Katrina, 2006. Very different eras. Um, yeah, but David Simon's Treme, very good show. So that's my recommendation for this week. I was Is that on- a segment? <laughs> TV recommendations? Are we doing I, that? Uh, when you said Treme, which I believe is spelled T-R-E-M-E. Yes. It made me think of the word creme, C-R-E-M-E, because I was ordering burgers from a place on Uber Eats the other day, and one of the additional extras you can get is a truffle creme. Oh. Why would you want that in a burger? I, um, I don't know. It seems fairly order baffling to me. I'm pretty... There's a burger place near me. I don't think you and I have had this before. Maybe we've had... It's called, like... Barry's Burgers. I think we might have. Yeah, and it's great because every burger is named after Barry. It's like Barry's Chicken Burger. <laughs> or the, 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 the spicy one that's got jalapenos in it is called like a Hot Barry Burger. <laughs> I just love the idea of like, thank God Uber Eats orders via an app. Otherwise I have to ring up and say, you could just send around a couple of Hot Barry's, please. That'd be great. That's yeah, my... that's the voice you use when you're ordering food. I like to uh, pretend I'm Dave Hughes when I'm ordering food. <laughs> if my food doesn't arrive... I'll be very angry. <laughs> the listener can't see that you're doing like Dave Hughes facial expressions as well. <laughs> and really, it's the facial expressions that yeah. sell that impression because yeah. it's not very good. You got that crinkle going. Yes. That Hughesy crinkle. The Hughesy crinkle. Open the packet of snakes alive. Which is the name of the chips that they serve. They're all dead. <laughs> Barry's Burgers. Hughesy <laughs> um, crinkles. Very opening scene of this episode is Homer uh, having a dream where he's in the womb. He's nice and he's warm and he's comfortable and he gets pulled out. Do you ever think about how weird it is that we like live inside a womb for a period of time? Uh, I don't really think about it, no. Like, at what point do we become conscious to our surroundings and our situation? Because a baby comes out of the womb and immediately starts crying. You know, was the baby already pretty upset before that? <laughs> was it already upset? <laughs> at some point, does the baby become conscious of, like, is this all there is? Is this my life? <laughs> Fuck. This um, is horrifying. Uh, th- that is a very existential infant. That you've... <laughs> Are you pitching a sitcom called Existential Infant? <laughs> it's my um, reboot of Rugrats. Is this all there is? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. That's great. Yeah, it just switches between. It's a prequel. It's each Rugrat when they're in the womb... Just contemplating their existences. Right. Yeah. Just look around saying, geez, okay. So it's so not about this. It's a show based entirely on like internal monologues. Yeah. They can hear people talk to them sometimes. So you get the internal monologue of, of little Tommy, yeah. of Chucky, of Phil and Lil, yeah. of Angelique or Angela? Angelica. Angelica. Yeah. Oh man, if you combine Angela and Angelique and then smash them together and pronounce them differently, you get Angelica. Sure, um, that's one way of approaching words. Uh, by the way, mm. um, you know the Tommy's mum in Rugrats always refers to a book by Dr. Lipschitz? Is that meant to be a joke where if you spoonerize that it becomes shit lips? 
I've always, I always, even when I was a, like, yeah, I definitely thought that it was funny that it had shit in it. Yeah, and when I was a kid, I was like, oh, I get it. He's called Doctor Shitlips because none of his advice about parenting is good. Mm. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Maybe and he's a bad kisser as well. That's the other thing. Oh well, it's because of all the feces. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, feces on your face, one thing you might want to do if that's the case mm. is have yourself a little shower. And when Homer's in the shower, all right. when he skips church, yep. he turns on a shower radio yep. called No Soap Radio. And they, they very clearly show the logo that is No Soap Radio. What does that mean? <laughs> no Soap Radio? Is this a reference to something that I don't get? Is your radio not powered by soap? I mean, I suppose now that you mention it. Yeah. I suppose it you is. You didn't notice that uh, there's no batteries in the back, just bars of soap? That's why my that's why everything on my radio is always cussing. And you, it's and good it's a good soap joke there. Sure, and you can only access Suds FM. <laughs> Very good. So this is the episode I can already hear my voice collapsing, but this is the episode where Homer doesn't go to church and says, oh, I don't want to go to church anymore. The one of the most played songs on soap radio is Prince's When Dove Cry. <laughs> good. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, so Homer doesn't want to go to church. And Marge says, Homer, you have to go to church. And Homer says, I don't know. And then he doesn't. And then the house burns down. And then Marge says, gee, Homer, I don't think the Reverend's going to like this. (laughs) Hey, boo 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 boy. (laughs) I'm going to go to church. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, I really think delirium's setting in. So I think I'm catching your delirium. Like that it's Ben Lee song. It's a real Ouroboros between us, I think, of delirium just oh. dancing back and forth. We are a snake eating its own tail. Yeah, I think so. Is that not a little bit too human centipede for us? I don't know, man. I, well, imagine if the human centipede did connect back together, though. Where does that... Right. And then it's just in the background, you can hear, It's the circle of life, and it moves its all through despair and hope. So, my second note for this episode, after the whole womb thing... You're going to have to edit those down, by the way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> is I've got a hashtag, followed by Homer was right. I think Homer is fully within his rights to not go to church. Oh, of course. And I think it's totally fine. What I'd, I... Going into this episode, <clears throat> I said to you, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this one. It's been a while. I don't know uh, whether it's going to annoy me. Parts of it did a little bit, but I think ultimately what this episode says isn't so much that Homer needs to go to church as he should be nicer to the people who do go to church. Yeah. Which I think is fine. That's fine. Yeah. Homer was right. Yeah. This is an interesting episode for me because I uh, there's so little investment in the conflict for me. Yeah. It's like, wait, oh, it's a bad thing that Homer doesn't want to go to church. All right, well, I haven't been doing that for 32 years and I've turned out just fine. <laughs> Apart from the fact that I'm an objectively horrible person. Yeah, I mean, it kind of um, feels like, I know this is not what would have happened, but it almost feels like... Thanks for not like, jumping in with a correction there, by the way, James. <laughs> what? That you, it's been less than 32 years? <laughs> yes, that's correct. That's sure. the fact I wanted you to disagree with. So, um, yeah, the... Uh, the thing it feels like, I know this is not how anything works, but it kind of feels like somebody was given the task of writing an episode about Homer needing to go back to church, but they didn't really believe that he should go back to church because it's so full of arguments oh, for sure. why it's perfectly fine yeah. 
that he's not going to church. Mm. And it shows characters, including God himself, agreeing. Mm. So this is an interesting episode. This is a better episode than I remembered. Yeah. At the start when he doesn't go to church and it shows him, you just got to have two notes. You haven't said anything about this episode. Shower, no soap radio, and I will not defame New Orleans. <laughs> I think I think your 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 eagle eye can it, it would do you a favor to look away from my notes when I cross them out. You <laughs> said that like it was a curse. You were like, no. This is becoming a, year paper. This is becoming a running thing. <laughs> What's Nick crossing out? It would do you a favor to take notes <laughs> of my paper. <laughs> you say menacingly while mixing together. It would do you a favor to not look at the notes which I have kept in my book. You say this while you like mixing together. Like a bunch of powders and herbs. Um, <laughs> they then blow I, on my face. I have Newton and Tongue of Dog. What are the Macbeth witches mix up? Don't know. Do you want me it's to fine. No. No, you don't. <laughs> I knew you didn't. Right in. So it makes it, this episode makes it seem like Homer is living a very restrained life. You know, it shows him enjoying these pleasures that basically amount to watching football, peeing with the door open. Have you, you live alone? We both live alone. <clears throat> yes. You don't close the door when you pee, I assume? Of course not. Now when I have people around and I go to the bathroom, it, it like it takes until I'm in there and I'm about to pee. I think, oh, right, I have to close the door now. There are other people here. Interesting. I've been living like a fucking animal. <laughs> but it's great. It's liberating. Mm. Mm. Weirdly, yeah. like more liberating than it should be, frankly. What, peeing with the door open? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, but see, when you do that, it's the front door and you do it in your hallway. That's true, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I can see why you find it so much more liberating than Homer should. Yeah. 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 Should I not be doing that, you think? Look, a man's home is his castle. Yeah. And some people like to wee on their castles. Yeah. I've always said that. That's why I was kicked off the chess team. Yeah, and you're a storage anti-monarchist. <laughs> you are, you're a big believer in being on the castle. I was about to arc up and say, am I a storage? And I'm like, <laughs> no, you're right, I am. Yeah, yeah cool. <laughs> oh, wait, there's a thing that I can be against? You're right, I'm, prob- I'm probably against it. <laughs> they also show him taking great pleasure in saying the word ass. Yeah. It just seems like he's not let- like he is living a fairly restrained life, which we know is not really true. He seems to... It's completely a provocateur around town. A provocateur. <laughs> it's completely inconsistent with the swear jar. Yeah. The swear jar from a previous episode. We know that Homer swears around the house all the time. Mm. And now he's relishing in the fact that he's saying ass. Ah, oh, I don't buy it. Ah. Now when they um when they show Marge and her children, who are Bart and Lisa and Maggie and, and the, the town of Springfield, Springfield, who I consider to be the sixth character on the show. Sure. Uh they show these kids at church and they're hating the sermon. Something I start to think of is, I don't know much about how any of this works, but what is the distinction between when a kid goes to church and when they go to Sunday school? That's a really good point. Because they we show s- the we kids sometimes see them to, at both, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, I don't really know either, but I feel like Sunday school takes up a portion of the church service. How long is the church service then? See, that's what makes me think I'm wrong. What I also think may be the case is that I know, especially in American churches, after what... Uh, America's going to disagree with me there. I'm going to say... Based, America, right in. 
but <laughs> if you're listening, America Ferreira, um, Ferreira Roche. Yeah. Um, uh, what I think in parts of the mid west and the kind of upper west, mm. up around Massachusetts, yeah, that west. No, that's east. Sure, whatever. Whatever. Somewhere. <laughs> Uh, I think that after the church service, there tends to be like a a gathering and, you know, people bring a plate of food and whatever. And I wonder if the Sunday school happens in that part. Huh, interesting. I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. Okay, well, um, religion, right I, in. I, I, think in <laughs> I think in the context of Springfield, it's wherever the children need to be to make the joke land. Yeah, yeah. which tends to be the case with every single thing that happens on the uh, TV show The Simpsons. Sure. So, you know, there's the bit uh, just after the church service where Marge's car doesn't start. Yeah. I've got a note here saying, car not starting, townsfolk are jerks. Why did everyone in the town leave? Like, surely Marge was not the last person to get in her car. Mm. Surely other townsfolk saw her struggling to turn it over. Well, once church is over, you know, you've... Just done the most religious thing you can do. There's no reason to be a good Christian after that. Ooh, that's a really interesting point. Oh, coming in hard on that one. <laughs> Swinging hard. Uh, no, I just feel like there's someone should have been there with some jumper leads. Speaking of which, a week ago I was in a car park watching someone who was literally parked, like our cars were parked end to end, bonnet to bonnet. That's weird. I'm making yeah, a piece to butt, of... got it. Uh, no, not not um, Requiem for a Dream. Our, our cars were parked... A movie that I have not seen. Oh, I have. Why have you seen Requiem for a Dream? Because <laughs> Jared Leto was in it and I was a big emo fan. I used to be into 30 Seconds to Mars. Come break me down. Bury me, bury me. I am finished with you, you, you. Do you want to keep going? Um. Look in my eyes. You're killing me, killing me. I really wish I'd started timing you when that started so I could have said, and that's 30 seconds. <laughs> Would have been good. But Didn't I'm think bum, of it. Bum, Wasn't bum. quite on the ball enough. That's right. You're sick. Uh, fully sick. No, I recommend for a dream. Our cars were parked bonnet to bonnet. Yep, sure. Um, not ass to ass. Yeah, your cars were making yep. out, I get it. Yep, sure. Do you reckon the cars in Disney Pixar's cars, how do they fuck? <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog comes along. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'm not sure that the cars in Pixar's cars, I'm not sure if they do get it on. Okay. Okay, good. So back to your anecdote. I also don't know enough about the movie Cars to know, are they are they friends? Is it a family of well, cars? Well, some of the cars fall in love. There's a bunch of different cars. Some of the cars fall in love. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Owen Wilson's car falls in love with one of the other cars. Do they, do they get it on with any of the planes from the movie Planes about planes? I don't know. Maybe, well, in this world, you know, you've got those like hydroplanes. Is that a boat and a plane having sex? Uh, the hydroplanes are the ones that give you a stronger high, but are more dangerous than the... Okay, what happened with your car in the parking lot? Oh, no, there was just a guy that, um, that his, his car wasn't turning over. Yeah. And he was literally parked in the perfect position for me to give him a jump start. So I walk over, I grab the jumper cables that I carry with me in my car, sure. grab them out of my car, held them up, and I was just kind of like gesturing at him. And he wound his window down, stuck his head out and said, Nah, mate, she's right. And then spent the next 30 <laughs> seconds going, 
and I'm sitting there going, it doesn't sound like it's all right. Eventually, he got it going and, and drove away. But I was like, it would have been heaps easier if you just said, yes, please. Yeah. And I got really excited, actually, because I've, I bought jumper leads a long time ago because I had this phase I went through when I was driving and I was like, wait a minute, if I had jumper leads and could kickstart someone's battery and get their car going again, I could save a life. Which is a bit grandiose, really. <laughs> it's a bit over the top. But I went out and bought some, and that would actually have been the first time I would ever would have used them. Yeah, and, and you I could was, have saved that man's life. Well, because I killed him out of frustration. But um, I was so disappointed that he didn't want my help. So, yeah, cut his brakes. <laughs> you cut a few different brakes along the along the row in the hopes that other people would think they had problems and oh, I needed that's it. not how cars work. I needed it to be a lesson. Oh, okay. I needed it to be a lesson. Look at what will happen to the rest of you <laughs> if you refuse my... Is this another one of your curses? <laughs> <laughs> and now... If you refuse my jumper cable... Uh, oh, you've set yourself slam up... Slam for... the brakes, you shan't be able. <laughs> oh, fucking great. I was about to jump in and say, oh, you've set yourself up to rhyme with cable, that's bold. <laughs> I would have said... Uh, Lights of yellow and green and red. Mess with me, you'll soon be dead. I was going to... There we go. Uh, yeah, that's. I think that's better than the Cable Able one. I was going to suggest, um, uh, now for the way you've made my heart break, you will no longer have the functionality of breaks. <laughs> Yours is more formalised and less uh, witchy. <clears throat> Sir... For the way in which you have made my heart ache, I must inform you that you simply will not be able to break. Pardon? Uh, no, you see, in, in the first instance, I meant B-R-E-A-K. In the second, I meant B. It works better written. It works better written. <laughs> Look, have you got a minute? If for the way that you made my heart, etc. I'm done with that bit. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, so uh, Homer is watching The Three Stooges. Just a bit of fun with homophones. Yeah, good fun. Good yeah, times. Good fun. Homer is watching The Three Stooges. Oh, The Stooges. Joined, yeah, I will show you these Stooges. You will show me The Stooges. Uh, there's a little bit where we both enjoyed where he's watching the show and he starts <laughs> laughing and he says, Mo is their leader. I really enjoy that. Now, what I like about that is that makes me think about when I was younger and I showed <laughs> you my... You and Yuzi had so much fun, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> How far away from this podcast is breaking <laughs> and not working anymore? <laughs> you, <laughs> you being sick demeans us both. So, um, it reminds me of being younger and showing my grandfather Gary Larson Farside Comics. <laughs> I even notice, by the way, that people sometimes call them Gary Larson Comics instead of Farside. Like, people know the name. That's interesting. Anyway, uh... I remember showing them, showing him these mm. comics and finding it very amusing that what he found funny about the comics was rarely like the joke in the comics. Yes, totally. It'd always be like, huh, I get it. That cow can talk. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, that's wonderful. Uh, these men are idiots. That's the joke. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I remember um, I was a big Farside fan when I was mm. like late teens. Um, Farside and Monty Python, I think, go hand in hand yeah. for late teens. Um, sure. Me. And um, uh, in I had a book that was like a collection of heaps of them. 
and there were like excerpts in the book of uh, letters to newspapers when Cow Tools was published. Yes, yes. Yeah, and how apparently, like... This comic is just some cows with some tools. Yeah. Like, weird-looking tools. It's one cow with a series of odd, unexplained tools laid out in front of him on a table, and the caption just says, Cow Tools. And apparently, (laughs) this comic drove some people mad. They were writing into newspapers saying, I do not understand this. You need to... (laughs) And it's like, I looked at it and went, well, it's just clearly... It's just a funny little riff on what if cows made tools. Yeah, like, it'd be funny. It'd be, it'd be really funny. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's interesting the way that these reactions snowball out of control. Snowball 2, the cat on the Simpsons. Speaking of the Simpsons... Is that a movie, Snowball 2, Cole on the cat on the Simpsons? Sure. Sure, sweet. I look forward to it. I would like to know more about Mo's snake handler religion. I pre-crossed out two notes, by the way, because I realised during the episode that they weren't going to go anywhere. If you're wondering, if your if your wandering eyes are wondering why I've got two pre-crossed out notes on my yeah, but you want to know more about Mo's snake handler religion? Yeah, what what do you think it entails? Uh, apparently, getting bitten by snakes a lot. Yeah, because he's covered in snake bites. Covered in snake bites. But what does that mean? Uh, snake bites are when you get both sides of your lower lip pierced. Yep. And then you can put a ring in each one. Okay. And that so, piercing's called a snake bite. Okay. So somebody with those is biting his hand, you're saying? I, I think that's what's happening. But what kind of religion is this? I want to know more about this snake. Is this like a real thing? Should we have looked this up? I, I've, I've, I'll look it up. I'll look it up right now. So we've done the cursory <laughs> research I, that eludes me because I'm sick and dying. I get the feeling that snake handling is not going to be a real religion. <laughs> snake handler religion. Oh my god, that came up awful. What? <laughs> oh fuck. All right. Okay. Here's a story from ABC News. ABC American News. Um, Jesus Christ. This is from February seventeenth, twenty fourteen. The snake-handling pastor of a small Pentecostal church in Kentucky died after being bitten by a rattlesnake during a weekend church service. Oh my god. Jaikul, his surname is the same as mine, but it is spelt differently. And his first name is the same as mine. Oh my god, this guy is the combination of the two of us. Oh my god, now, and he died of snake bites in a church? Now, I don't actually, I don't actually give out my surname on the podcast, but yeah. listeners, it's... It's a homophone of my surname. Uh, The pastor of the full gospel tabernacle in Jesus' name in Middlesbrough. Wait, are you telling me there's... Oh, sorry. Full gospel tabernacle in Jesus' name in Middlesbrough, Kentucky, was handling a rattlesnake during a service when he was bitten on the right hand Saturday night. But when the ambulance arrived at 8.30pm, the EMS team found that the the pastor had gone home. (laughs) So he's also an idiot, just like the two of us. Sure. Um, he verbally refused treatment, and he was unconscious when... Oh, my God. And then... So the ambulance crew got to his house, and he was unconscious. And then his wife signed a form declining medical treatment. This guy's a fucking idiot. I feel like being bitten by a rattlesnake in a church is the least likely way either of us could die. <laughs> That's a really good point. Just the series of circumstances that would lead to that moment. So apparently, it is a. Apparently, there are a couple of different um, Pentecostal churches around America, which practice a several century old Christian tradition of worshiping God with venomous snakes. Yeah, including so Mo is one of them. Including Copperheads, possibly called Joe. 
No, wait. Copperhead Road. Sorry, I was fixing my <laughs> 90s. I was mixing up my 90s scat songs. Cotton Eye Joe, Copperhead Road. Alright. <laughs> Very good. <clears throat> anyway, snake handling is used in some religions. Maybe most Pentecostal. Okay. Well, I've got I've got a lot of notes, but I feel like we're going for a long time and I'm going delirious, so I'm gonna boil it down to the two most important ones. Sure. Uh just how religious is Marge exactly? Because in this episode, she seems very religious. Right? Yeah, more religious than normal. Don't make me choose between my man and my god. Because you just can't win. Mm. Yeah, has this been, like, a part of her character before? Like, devout religion? I mean, I guess this is one of the first episodes where um, Homer's irreligiosity has come up as an issue. Yeah. And therefore, we never knew the depth of Marge's religiosity until we see Homer's irreligiosity. I've always just thought it's really interesting as well that in this time period, like, they kind of make it seem like going to church is just the default option. Yeah, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. Because, like, everyone's there... Every Sunday, basically, you see a lot of the townsfolk. Seems like a fairly regular thing for people to do. Mm. And these days, like, the only people I know who go to uh, church, like, religion is a fairly big part of their lives. Mm. Sorry, I'm getting something stuck in my throat as I'm talking. I'm falling apart here. but That's that's fine. Yeah, it seems like uh, just, like, casual church going is much less of a thing. Casual church going is baffling to me. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. In in this in the version of America that Simpsons is portraying, casual church going, huge. Yeah, huge. But yeah, Marge is very religious, and uh, I've, that comes up a few times. It's big in the Simpsons movie. Remember the Simpsons movie? I'd rather not. Okay, it's um, yeah, it's that one with that guy Jack Torrance. He's running around the the Overlook Hotel. Oh, the Overlook Hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah chasing yeah. that little boy. Uh, yeah, and there's that cool scene where the boy's on the on the trike and he goes like carpet, hardwood floor, carpet, hardwood floor. The sound design's really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah good movie. The Simpsons movie I'm talking about. The of Simpsons movie, yeah. yeah. And then the other the other thing I want and to what say. What a shining example of a movie it is. Very good. Thank you. Very you look solid. genuinely surprised <laughs> that I remembered the name of the movie you were talking about. <laughs> so, I think it's fair to say. That in the context of the Simpsons world, God exists, right? There is actually a God within this world. Not only a God, but an interventionist God. So with that in mind... A a, a God that actually comes down and tweaks with with the world as we see it. Yes. And Homer meets God in in a dream. In case you didn't know what an intervention was. Yeah, somebody who intervenes. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. So Homer... Yes, yes. Yes, Homer has dreams and he meets God... And God's got five fingers. He's like, hey, Homer, this thing you're doing is all right with me. Does this mean that Homer, does he actually meet God or is this all just a dream? Is it a death dream? Or, Ooh. it's probably not a death dream, but it's, although he does say he's going to die in six months, but does he actually meet God? Fuck, is this, an, is this a canon meeting of the God in the Simpsons universe? Well, I guess... God who is in many ways the 13th or so Simpson. <laughs> the We've Lost Count member of the Simpsons. I do not necessarily think it is a meeting. I do think it is a... uh, um, I I do think the Simpsons God visited Homer in a dream. Homer? An apparition, This is God? Yes. Homer. This is God. Humphrey Jones? From TV's rock bottom. Humphrey Jones. Godfrey Jones. Godfrey Jones. (laughs) Fuck. Um, this is, uh, yes, no, I think it's a visitation. 
rather than a meeting. What's the distinction there? <laughs> I don't know. A meeting would occur down the street and a visitation occurs in your dreams. I mean, it's a, li- it's a little bit like, uh, you could say that God is like the, the lady in the bathtub in The Shining. In that he's been in there for too long and he gets out and he's all fallen apart. And-, and we don't know whether it's real or not and we don't know what was a dream and what was real. Are you saying that we are like the dreamer who dreams and then lives inside a dream? Is that the Sneaky Peaks music? Sneaky I can Peaks. Hear? Yeah, right. There okay. it is. Another Sneaky Peaks. Here we go. We're like the dreamer. Dreams. And then lives inside a dream. Sneaky Peaks. I've got. I've got one more note to say about Home oh, yes. Heretic. Sure. Uh, Luann is in the fire department. I really like that. Yeah, it's good that they have uh, one woman. Yes. Exactly one. Yes. Who doesn't get any lines in the episode. Uh, correct. She tears when the fire is extinguished. Yeah. And that's it. Um, as most firefighters should do. So Home of the Heretic, a uh, much better episode than I remembered. It's not an episode that fucks necessarily, but sure. it's a good, strong episode with a bit more going on than I remembered. Hmm. It's uh, Lisa the Beauty Queen... Or Lita, Lisa Yas Beauty Queen, spelled with a K, as I've written it here. Uh, I would have gone with You're Tearing Me Apart, Lisa the Beauty Queen. Was that the right way around? Is yeah, sure. Did I, sure. Did I get it wrong? Got it. You you're Tearing it. Me Apart, Lisa the Beauty Queen. Yeah, Lisa, your teeth are big and green. Lisa, you smell like gasoline, <laughs> etc. Lisa, you are the Beauty Queen. Lisa, your teeth are petroleum jelly sheen. No, 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 no. Tears for your truth filled mouth. Tears for your truth filled mouth. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so this opens with um, Skinner killing some people. That's pretty cool. Turns out uh, Skinner, who we know was in Vietnam, was also a Green Beret. I feel like mm. that doesn't come up very often in the show. No, it doesn't. But he was part of the special services, like one of the elite soldiers, apparently. Yeah, right. That's pretty yeah. cool. Maybe he was in that uh, that film with What's-His-Face. Uh, that, that guy who was in all the Westerns. My mind isn't working tonight, but the guy who was in the Westerns... Oh, wait, the, the guy whose name is an anagram No, of... not Clint Eastwood, the other one. <laughs> Fuck. Guy who's in all the... John Wayne Gacy. John Wayne, yeah. As it, it wasn't John Wayne Gacy. And, uh, although that song by Sufjan Stevens about John Wayne Gacy is very good. but I feel like Sufjan Stevens has been mentioned on this podcast as many times as The Simpsons has because been Because I really like Sufjan Stevens. Sufjan, if you are listening and you would like to come on the podcast... I don't actually think we could accommodate you. Your voice is too nice, and people would never listen to another episode. Well, they're not listening to other episodes anyway, James. Have you seen our numbers? <laughs> well, um, they're certainly not listening to Dancing Home, <laughs> slash Dead Poets Society, or Dead Putting Society, or whatever that episode is called. The one about the putting. Are we going to have to include Dead Poets Society in our series of 22 long films of or tangentially, or of or otherwise tangent? No, fuck. 22 long films about or otherwise tangentially related to Springfield. Like, I'm not keen to watch Dead Poets Society even for 22 long movies that are about um, Springfield and the people who are in Springfield or whatever that series is called. <laughs> it's a very simple name to remember. It only took me five times to get it right. Yeah, 22 program. long films about the or, people and the town and the things. No, it's, it's got nothing to do with the people. And the, um, <laughs> yeah, 22 <sighs> films. All right. So, so okay. So, we'll, we won't put that on the list. We'll throw it away. 
Totally. I mean, it doesn't actually get referenced. There's never like an "Oh, Captain, my Captain" moment in The Simpsons. Uh, there's one in Family Guy, but that's not The Simpsons. No. Is the Family Guy not The Simpsons? The Family Guy is not, despite being branded as ill plagiarismo. Yeah. In the episode where they go to Italy. Yeah. Um, Family Guy is not The Simpsons. Huh. Interesting. Um, do you want to know something interesting about Willie's haggis stall? Yeah, kind of. My note on that was remember when forward food was inherently a joke. Yes, yeah. that's good. Um, something I like is that Willie says it's good for what ails you, yeah. which is there's actually a running theme tonight because in the first episode we watched, Homer invites Marge to get into bed by saying it's good for what ails you. Which is funny because I'm actually sick at the moment. Yeah. So I need... Haggis and to fuck Homer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, look, awesome. if anyone out there listening is willing to give me some haggis and fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you must be called Homer. No, um, I don't think that's... <laughs> also, uh, a lot of people say that, you know, haggis tends to have a reputation of being quite gross because it's made with some offal. It's made yep. with sheep's heart, um, sheep's liver and sheep's lungs. But to those people, I also I want to point out that it also has onion, oatmeal and salt. So it's not completely gross, you know? Yeah, sure. It's got onion, it's got oatmeal, it's got salt. It's All often, of my favourites. It's often served... I love served to mix onions with oatmeal. And salt. Yeah. It's often served with turnips and potatoes in a thing that Scots people commonly refer to as neeps and tatties. I'm a big fan of parsnip. Yeah. Whenever I'm eating parsnip, I'm always thinking, why, I am, think, why do I not eat parsnip more I, often? Um, actually, yeah, I, I said turnip, but I think you're right. It may, might be parsnip. Why did I say parsnip if you said turnip? I don't know, but I think you're right, though. I think it is actually parsnip, not turnip. Wait, what? So I fucked up and somehow corrected you. And somehow got it right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Also, have you read the poem Addressed to a Haggis by Robert Burns? No, I have not. So you know Robert Burns, like famously terrible Scottish poet? Sure, okay. He does, um, he has a poem called Addressed to a Haggis, uh, which um, the second line, in the second line of this poem, James. Yeah. So the first line is, Fair, far, your honest, sonsy face, great chieftain of the pudding race. <laughs> great chieftain of the pudding race. He, re- he calls a haggis the great chieftain of the pudding race. They said this guy's a bad poet. <laughs> well, I mean, the rest of this poem is not very good. It's going to be impossible to read without doing a Scottish accent, and I'm not sure that I want to put myself on the line by yeah, doing that. Yeah, I understand. Fair fire, your honest sonsy face, great chieftain of the pudding race. A boon them I yet take your place. Pinch tribe of therm. Weel our wordy your grace as long's me arm. The groaning trencher there ye fill, your herdies like a distant hill. Your pin was helped to mend a mill in time of need, while through your pores the juice distill like amber bead. Now say onions have layers, ogres have layers. <laughs> Onions have layers, ogres have layers. There we go. Do you think he's compensating for something with all them fucking layers? <laughs> all right, that's unnecessary Scottish corner. That was also Shrek corner. <laughs> to roll them in together. It's a far more aggressive Shrek though. So, I mean, Shrek tend not to do much swearing, and I can't feel my legs. Fuck off! We're gonna be fucking legs. I'm fucking Shrek. Donkey. 
Get fuck yourself, man. <laughs> not interested in your poncy fucking sonsy legs. Get fuck yourself in the pond. I'm off here fucking the, the pond. Gr- it was a swamp. A, a swamp. I'm off here <laughs> with. Junkie. The, I'll be off with the great chieftain of the pudding race. I enjoy that uh, Amber Dempsey was uh, crowned Pork Princess and Little Miss Kosher in the same week. Yeah, it's a fun joke. It made me yeah. laugh. This is the episode, by the way, where Lisa gets entered into a beauty pageant. That seems worth mentioning. Oh, yes, 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 And Homer misses out on a blimp ride. Misses out on a blimp ride. Which he has a lovely little uh, fantasy about. Have you ever ridden a blimp? I have not ridden a blimp. Hmm. I imagine I will not ride a blimp at this point. It seems yeah. like there's a cutoff on that, surely, where you... What? If you reach like 30, you've never had like the intention of riding a blimp. What? I don't know. Why do you think this is a thing? <laughs> well, I feel like I should have at least had the desire to ride one by now, you know? If I'm Do you think this applies to all things? Like, if you travelled to Mount Hotham to go skiing, and they're like, wait a minute, did you want to ski before you turned 16? No? Well then, fuck off. I just kind of feel like maybe blimps are bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking James <laughs> swinging hard against the airship industry. <laughs> What's the point of a blimp? What do they achieve? Well, I mean, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Just use a hot air balloon. <laughs> I did not think we were going to go swinging so hard. Okay. I mean, well, I mean, I, I guess I'll just take this um, this voucher I got you for a blimp ride and just burn it. Yeah, you should. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Frankly, I don't like your tone. Um, no, okay, fair enough. Yeah, but it's a it's a nice little thing that Homer's so attached to this blimp ride, and then he gives it up, gives it up immediately for little Lisa. There's a um, fun little thing in this episode that I think is actually quite clever and almost bordering on deep even, where uh, Homer just fundamentally misunderstands why Lisa is unhappy, Yes, but works so hard to fix the issue that it all kind of works out anyway. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Yeah, because he like he thinks, ah, well, Lisa's actually beautiful, so the right way to deal with this is to make her enter this pageant because he thinks the issue is purely, you know, it's the- it's really more of a, like an internal thing for Lisa that even if she won the competition, yeah, she still wouldn't feel, you know, quote unquote beautiful. Mm. Although the episode kind of drops that after a certain point, but still, I think it's nice. Yeah, do you think if this was a modern episode? How many times do you think Beautiful by Christina Aguilera would play? I think it would be the entire episode. Mm, just the video clip over It would basically again. be a music video. We are beautiful. single way. My name's Christina Aguilera. Yeah. It is weird that she consistently introduces herself in her songs. It's so it? weird how many artists do that in all of their songs. Jason Derulo is a big one for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Example. I don't know. Doesn't he just constantly shout Jason Derulo throughout all of his songs? He might. I've, n- I've never listened to any of his songs. It was 20 years ago today. We are the Beatles. We're here to play. You know, it's just a thing that yes, every band. Yes, yeah. that, that's true. Or, um, uh, we or... will, we <laughs> will rock you. We're Queen. You know? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> These aren't even very good. <laughs> yeah. um, what about when you go. That's the catchphrase for this podcast, I think. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, what about when, uh, you know, there's that one big 
um, one big rock band from the uh, from the eighties who are still around now. They've had a very successful career, and what they do is they get a second band mm. to play a stage at the back of the room. Ah, uh, yeah. Hang on. Yep. And they get them to play one of that. They get the second band to play one of their hit songs. So then it still counts as a, as a self introduction because they're saying, "Whoa, we're halfway there. Oh, Bon Jovi's over there." And then everyone in the crowd goes, "Oh, fuck, Bon Jovi over there!" And then they turn around and watch the real band. See, I thought you were going to do a U two joke where they would perform and they'd come up and say, "Oh, U two? Oh. Well, that would have been better, actually. Yeah, it's fine. Ah, thanks for <laughs> punching that up. See, that's why I tried to stop, and you're like, no, 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 because I'm going this way. I'm like, yeah. I think I know where you're going, buddy. My, my favorite part <laughs> But about, I didn't. Yeah, because when, when you jumped in, you were like, oh, yeah, I was like, oh, there's no way. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's no way you've clocked this punchline, if you can very generously call it <laughs> No, I get it. It's a standard Bon Jovi ruse. <laughs> uh, it's as predictable as... Some I wish I could think of the name of any move in chess. <laughs> any move in chess. I went to go for a chess, like a predictable chess play. Uh, moving the pawn forward. Moving the pawn forward. There we go. Yeah, from fucking. Uh, v- you see that he moved the from, pawn forward from VHS to DVD. We're just moving the pawn forward. Yeah, and then Blu-ray because of course pawn took up Blu-ray rather than HD DVD. That's why Blu-ray took off more than HD. I feel like, yeah, but d- doesn't everyone say that about literally every... For- oh, see, the reason why the Ten Commandments are written on stone tablets is because porn was the one that took up stone tablets. because it they- used to be true. Now it's not because it's yeah, had- Yeah, exactly. But it, I mean, d- I'm not sure that it was ever actually true at the time. I think people look back on it and teleologically put the points together. I mean, you know why vinyl came get- back. <laughs> Sex sounds so much better on vinyl. <laughs> no, I'm a real, um, I'm a real uh, audiophile when it comes to my <laughs> porn. I just want the soundtrack to be on vinyl. It's just so much warmer, man. You know what fucks me off about the whole vinyl obsession? People say it sounds better because it sounds warmer. You know what you can do with the digital stereo? You can Hit set your fucking EQ. Set your EQ properly. Vinyl shit. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I feel like of all the things we said on the podcast, that is the thing most likely to make people really angry. Totally right. I'm actually nervous about the fact that episode. <laughs> I mean, if big airship don't get us, big vinyl will. I've always said that. Um, so something I enjoyed. So I'm trying to write like a vinyl limerick in my head, but no, I'm not going to do it. I'm thinking like Wax and Wayne would be in there somewhere. Anyway. Wait, is a limerick like is that the the once was a man from Nantucket? Is that is that a limerick? Well, a limerick was not really the word I was looking for. It's more of a witch's curse. Oh, you're going for a rhyming couplet? Sure. Um. Uh. Sure. Um. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Um. Hmm. No, I'm not. <laughs> um. So something that I think should be mentioned because it's a bit I like is the dance instructor at the pageant. Yeah. Um, step, pa- step, pause, turn, pause, ho, ha, ha, guard, turn, parry, dodge, spin, ha, thrust. Very good. There's a few, there's a few little nuggets worth pulling out. Sure, pull out the nugs, baby. Uh, there's a little bit in here about, like, women being easily tricked by praise. <laughs> it doesn't age very well. <clears throat> yeah, it's a bit strange, isn't it? Yeah, just mm. I'm saying, like, if you just praise women, 
they'll give you nice food and uh, like do the mowing. Do you have any stories about mowing, by the way? Because we see Marge. Oh, stories about mowing. Oh, yeah. can I refer you to uh, episode eleven of Pods and the Kids, Springfield? Uh, yeah, sure. That's a uh, little heard episode of this. Of uh, we've already mentioned that, but anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's a bit weird. Yeah, I feel like Homer would not go down well in the uh, the cat call the the anti cat calling Me Too generation. Yes. Um, by saying, "Well, I'll just just lavish them with compliments." Hmm. No, nah, leave, leave just leave everyone alone. This isn't mm. even necessarily. <clears throat> I mean, it is, but just on a broader scale. Take it out of the feminist sphere for a moment. Just sure. leave just leave everyone alone at all times. And if you're going to praise people, make a genuine praise about things that you just, actually believe and just, matter to you. Just don't bother. Just don't have any investment in anyone. <laughs> it's so much easier to get through your day. I think you're taking too hard a lot of this, maybe. <laughs> no, um, no, no. Tell everyone to fuck off. <laughs> no, I didn't say tell them to fuck off. I just said don't take any interest in them or pay any attention Take your to bridges them. and burn them down. <laughs> Oh, Robbie Burns has a poem about a bridge falling down too. <laughs> yeah, London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. <laughs> Serves them right, the bastards. <laughs> Call that a bridge. This is a bridge. <laughs> my voice does not work. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Neither does my mind. Uh, when Lisa talks about how loving your country is uncool, she says, uh, she uses the phrase real Melvin. Real Melvin. That's not a phrase I've heard since this episode. I feel like that is the last use of that word to mean anything. Um, I know that in almost every episode of Pods on the Key of Springfield, I suggest an idea for a t-shirt. Sure. I really want us to have a, a t-shirt that just says, imagine a black t-shirt with yellow writing that just says, Real Melvin. <laughs> Real Melvin. I want it. I'm going to make it. For myself. Alright, do it. You you have threatened to make so many shirts at this point. By the time this episode goes up, search on go to redbubble.com, search Real Melvin. You'll find a t shirt by a designer called Nick Ivis. That's me. <laughs> Buy it. It's the first official piece of pods in this Key Springfield merchandise. It's a t- have we sold any other pieces of merchandise, James? No, I suppose Apart- not. Do the business cards count as merchandise? No. Good. That's advertising. They are an advertising tool. Yes. But really, James, isn't all merchandise a form of advertising? I mean, when there is no ethical consumption under capitalism, you know. <laughs> nice. Um, speaking of that, I enjoy this thing about uh, wasting food becoming a new trend in America. I enjoy that And as we well. just see a guy empty a roast turkey into a bin and then fill the bin with milk. That's great. Yeah. What a tradition. I mean, you have to keep your milk either in the fridge or in a cool, wet sack. As we know from The Simpsons, traditionally. Yes, yes that the is The bin true. is not a great place to store your milk. <laughs> I would tend to agree. So I, um, I'm going to try to get through some of my notes before my voice completely like explodes and my throat stops working. I go to the hospital like bleeding. Now, Nick, Amber yes. Dempsey thinks that the Bill of Rights is a good thing. Do a glass of water? Do you think the Bill of Rights is a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> okay, you've really sprung this question on me with no notice at all. I'm, uh... Lester, I would like you to know that Nick is batting his lashes at me coquettishly. On the one hand, I suppose you could say that the Bill of Rights is a good thing because it provides protection for certain rights. On the other hand, Australia does not have a Bill of Rights. And I was about to say 
our human rights records doing just fine. But it's not. <laughs> it is not if you are on uh, any of our offshore processing facilities. Yeah. And even... If you're even aware of them. If you're so. even aware of them. Uh, then again, America has a Bill of Rights and they don't have a particularly good human rights record either. Um, so, look, I don't know. Yeah, the Bill of Rights is fine. Americans are very excited by the Bill of Rights. Australia doesn't have one and we do okay. You know, it's complicated. Nick? I haven't done any research. You have just been crowned Little Miss Springfield. Oh my God. I'm so glad I have a tooth-filled mouth. Yeah, T is for your tooth-filled mouth. So what are you going to do with all this power? With all this power? I'm going to yeah. wield it, I assume. Yeah, because isn't it a little weird how much power Lisa gets in this episode? It's a... I mean, yeah, because she goes on to become president and then Bart has like a band that he needs to borrow money from. Am I, yeah. am I, am I getting my episodes confused? No. Uh, good. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean... She's on the front page of the paper challenging the mayor. Yeah, actually, that's pretty... I I feel, This episode takes a hard pivot in, like, the last minute. I feel, though, I feel that that is not inherent in the position of Little Miss Springfield. I feel like that is Lisa using any ounce of limelight to kick up a fuss that she would have otherwise kicked up anyway. I don't think that is a a position or a... um, a motivation specific to the role of Little Miss Springfield. I'm just thinking about the mere fact that she even has a limelight. Can you name any person under the age of like nine who means anything to anyone? Yes, as a matter of fact, I can. Okay. Have I talked to Ben? I, I phrase that as broadly as possible. <laughs> as a matter of fact, yes, I can. And I may have told the story on the podcast before, and you know the story I'm talking about. The Melbourne paper that asked three uh, yes. three kids, how would you improve the city of Melbourne? And I think one of the kids said, oh, I'd give everyone a million dollars. And one of the kids said, oh, I don't know, toys. Mm-hmm. And then the third kid just said, more magnets. Which is maybe my favourite proposal for town improvement I've ever heard in my life. So that yeah. kid matters. My favourite detail of that was that the child was named Magnus. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think the child... Either they misheard the child, or more likely, he was some sort of Marvel superhero. <laughs> Magnus Magnets. Like when, you know, Otto Octavius becomes an octopus man. Of course he does. Oh. A man named Otto Octavius is not going to not become an octopus man. <laughs> <laughs> what is this, some kind of idiot world? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you're right. So, yeah, maybe he is uh, Magneto Magnus. Yeah, exactly. Yes, writing his magnet opus. Magnet. I like that. That's good. Thanks, man. That um, was, in many ways, your... Magnet opus. Boom. And that was your opus about magnets specifically. And and more to the point, how the fuck do they work? How does anything work? Insane clown posse. Speaking of insane clowns, crusty. Yeah. Um, <coughs> how's the segue? Uh, so can I talk about when Amber Dempsey gets struck by lightning? You can. So this being your podcast about the Simpsons. Uh oh, it's a bit bold. Uh, I'm going to enjoy listening back to this and hearing my voice degrade over the course of it. By the way, because yeah, I can, I've got, yeah. I've got, the, I've got the headphones on, and I'm really enjoying what you're doing. By the end of it, you're going to, you're going to absolutely Julie Kavner. Yeah, I started as a Marge, and I've turned into a Selma, and then you'll end up as Marge. You've got to meet Bob Cummings, <laughs> and you'll end up as um, as Oyster uh, Lucy. As well, I was going to say Marge's mum. I have severe laryngitis. No, sure. Fuck, what was I going to say about... Uh, Krusty. So Amber Dempsey gets uh, electrocuted by lightning. We don't see that, but we see the very nonchalant reaction mm. of Bart to it. And then 
they have a ceremony out the front of 742 Evergreen Terrace to crown Lisa as Little Miss Springfield. Yep. They hand over a crown that is still smoking, a scepter that mm. is melted, mm. and then Krusty gets mm. hit by lightning again, leading me to believe not only is this taking place on the same day, it's taking place in the same afternoon. It's taking place in the same storm. It's like 20 minutes later. <laughs> how, did, how did they arrange this handover so quickly? Yeah. It's crazy. And Lisa's just completely down. And like... Amber Dempsey has won the Miss Intensive Care pageant by then as well. Within 20 minutes. Yeah. Ish. They're Ridiculous. There or thereabouts. It's crazy. You can only stretch the elastic so far before it snaps. In this is elastic the the fabric of space-time? Yeah. Sweet. See, I, sure. I, I don't like to stretch my elastic. I prefer to fold it over like an omelette. Ooh. Ho, 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 ho. Oh. I, I don't actually have an omelette theory on this. Thank God. <laughs> Fuck. Um, I just have very little energy left. Uh, Bob Hope says that Mayor Quimby's golf ball spends more time underwater than Greg Luganis. Yep. Greg Luganis is a diver. He won gold in the 1984 and 1998 Olympics for diving. And bonus points if you can tell me which cities hosted the Olympic Games in 1984 and 1988. 1984 and 1988. Uh, 88 would have been Moscow. No, 84 Ooh. is Moscow. It is not Moscow. No, that's the one that Moscow boycotted. Correct. So which one would I'm that basing that on The Simpsons, of course. You are correct indeed. Uh, was that in the US? It was. Was it in LA? It was. Okay. 84 was LA. Okay. And 88. was... Was it an Asian country? It is an Asian country. Well, it's a city in an Asian country. Yeah. Was it... It wasn't like Seoul, Korea? <laughs> it is Seoul. There we go. Seoul, South Korea. That's fucking... That's that's really genuinely <laughs> impressive. <laughs> I honestly expected you to say, fuck off, I'm not answering those questions. Oh, man. That's... You know, it's really funny about how impressed you are with that is there are definitely like a lot of people out there... Well, a handful of people out there listening to this and saying, that's not a difficult question. Yeah, I know, but... To me, it was. Yeah. But, <laughs> but look, I've, I've... But in the context of us, yes. I've always said that the key to appearing intelligent is to know two things that the other person you're speaking to doesn't know. <laughs> that's true. And you appear intelligent because I didn't know either of those prior to looking them up. Very good. Appear. It is weird, though, that they do send Little Miss Springfield to, like, greet the troops. Yeah. Wasn't That's in- a strange thing yeah, to do. Yeah, I wasn't into that. No. No. It's a bit, this um, episode does seem to fundamentally not really know, like, what the what somebody in that position would actually do when they're eight years old. That's a really good point. Cause I suspect Which is fine, because it, they wouldn't yeah, do anything. Yeah, exactly. I suspect the answer is nothing. Yeah, they would just get, like, a um, gift card to Denny's and be sent home. Denny's? Yeah, it's an American chain. Oh, is it like a diner? Yeah. Right. Cool. Sorry, I didn't understand. Um, uh, yes. The other I, thing I was is, wondering if it was a shop that sold crowns and scepters. There's, um, there's a whole thing in this uh, in this episode about the Laramie Cigarette Company, uh, company and yes. cigarettes being bad. Whatever. The main thing I want to know is, what's going on with menthol moose? This seems to be an actual moose man. There is yeah. no hint that that is a costume. No, that's a really good point. He's just an anthropomorphic moose wandering around. Is it Bullwinkle? 
I think it might be Bullwinkle. Has Bullwinkle hit hard times and he's become a pink suit wearing shill for the cigarette companies? Yeah, I think Rocky fucked off. Had, you know, I had a career elsewhere. Fuck. I assume you can do a good Rocky impression. Uh, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> it just seems like a thing you'd be able to do. Um, I'm trying to remember. Uh, oh, Bullwinkle's just a bit silly like this. That's not good. But uh, that, that wasn't too bad. I'm, uh, I'm trying to think. Because I had a VHS of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Rocky's a little lower, but that's not it. That's not quite it. No, I used to watch... Sorry, hang on. I need to tell you what's going on in my head at the moment. I used to watch a VHS of Rocky and Bullwinkle all the time. Sure. I have lots of quotes from that in my head. Yeah. None of them are Rocky, and they are all <laughs> fucking weird quotes. <laughs> like, there's one where the postmaster general says... What's wrong, fiduciary? And there's another one where someone <laughs> that is... That classic line. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's another one where the police officer is talking to someone about some stamps that were used in a fraud thing. And he says... Uh, sponsor this week is stamps.com. Stamps.com. Yep. And, and the police officer says, The stamps, sir. Blue chips, sir. And that makes no sense to me either. Then there's another one where they, um, the, the Coast Guard, the US Coast Guard, sees Bullwinkle's antlers and thinks that it's the uh, a sub rising up so they bomb it they bomb bullwinkle as he's coming out of the ocean oh no and then the the chief of the coast guard person says send out a telegram to all the newspapers sighted sub sank same um i've got all these very odd rocky (laughs) bullwinkle phrases but not a rocky quote that i can leverage for the voice um and then um, what was the bad guy's name? Boris Badenov. There's one where Boris and Natasha. Yeah. Uh, Boris and Natasha Badenov. There's one where uh, Boris Badenov is um, he's counterfeiting cereal box tops to try and win, like the top of cereal boxes, mm-hmm. to win a uh, competition where you need box tops. Um, and he's got his little counterfeiting press, and he's singing a little song with one, two, three, a leery, four, five, six, a leery, seven, eight, nine, a leery, ten, a leery, box tops. I've got lots of... I remember that. <laughs> I've got lots of very odd Rocky and Bullwinkle in my head, and no Rocky. Hang right. on. Hang on. Can I just pull up a Rocky and see I if mean, I can... I we were talking about Bullwinkle. I just thought maybe... <laughs> I know, but You can I... do one line. <laughs> I, I now want to see... I now want to see if I can approximate Rocky. All right. Oh, wait. Here we go. What about... Adrian? <laughs> <laughs> I made a movie joke. You did. Thanks, man. All right, so Nick is looking up uh, Rocky the Flying Squirrel in the hope of doing a possible impression of... I want to say her? Was it a her? I think they were both chaps. Mm, I thought Rocky, Rocky had quite a high voice. Last though. time you remember, our heroes had captured Maybe Dick, the wailing whale, who turned out to be a huge pirate ship in disguise. <laughs> now they are gleefully steering Maybe Dick back to port, all unaware of the trouble that lies ahead, or rather, below. For deep in the hold of Maybe Dick, the defeated Boris Patton... Uh, Horatio Hornswoggle is preparing... Defeated? Who's defeated? We are, darling. You and me and Rollo here. Nonsense. Just what a the fuck is Rocky? Is <laughs> Boris, if he were set back... Where is Rocky? Oh, here we go. Maybe Dick. And we're heading for home. With and we're heading for home. All right, worth it. Good. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, hang on. I've got the voice in my head. G- give me a sentence. I'll say it as Rocky. Okay, uh, uh, gee, Bullwinkle, I gotta fuck off. Gee, Bullwinkle, I gotta fuck off! 
There we go. Oh, fuck. So that's what happened. Oh, so took, Bullwinkle became man thumbloose. This took so long. Also, I'd forgotten how like <laughs> racially stereotyped Natasha and Boris are. Oh, without a doubt. Boris, what are we going to do about these things and these things, Boris? That's like where the stereotype comes from these days, I think. Probably. Yeah. So, uh... Oh, Natasha. Yeah. You know, Boris Badenov and um, the fucking the dad from the Adams family oh, are very similar characters. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Have I mentioned that Christina Ricci and Casper was my first ever celebrity crush? I think you have, yes. Yeah, cool. <laughs> That's because she was in the Adam Stanley movie, which is, that, that was the time. Yeah, yeah time. I get it. So I, Lisa is stripped of her crown in like the last like 20 fucking seconds of this episode because... Oh, there's a thing I want to say just before that. Yeah, okay. There's, there's the meeting between the, the important people in the town where they decide that they need to dethrone Lisa. Yeah. And Wiggum says, is it okay if I open these potato chips? Yeah. And I really sympathize with that because, you know, there's that thing that happens when you go around to like a friend's house and you can see on the kitchen bench there's a bag of chips yeah, there. And you want the chips. And it's just like... Like, an hour goes past, and you go, they haven't opened the fucking chips. Mm. Except they're going, can I just go up and open them? Or do I, like, casually mention, oh, man, I really like some chips, hoping that my idiot friend will remember <laughs> that there are chips in the kitchen bench. Why is nobody else eating these mixed nuts? Is that a thing? That's that, definitely my problem. You've got a... mixed nuts somewhere, and nobody else is eating oh, any. Wait, what do you mean people don't eat mixed nuts? You go to a place and there's mixed what's nuts. Situ- and nobody's. What situation is this occurring? You need to break the seal on the mixed nuts. Is what I'm saying. Who sealed them? It's a metaphorical seal, Nick. Oh, the metaphorical seal. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a seal that we can all break through by just having the confidence to eat that macadamia sitting on top. Right. Um, is it sealed with glass? It's not a glass ceiling that we need to break through. Mixed nuts. Anyway, I sympathise with Wiggum. Having chips and not wanting to... Yeah, he wants some dip. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't get the chips and dip thing, I have to say. You don't? I, I prefer just chips on their own. Mm. Uh, because I think if you're in the mood for dip, then the chip is a perfectly good vehicle for it. I think that it often, most dips can, most dips paired with most form of potato chip, too salty for me. I mean, I, I just I don't think the dip is going to enhance the chip. I think the chip is simply like it'll do as a vehicle for getting to the dip. I, I prefer a cracker. Yeah, but he didn't have any crackers. I don't have any crackers. No, he didn't have. There was oh, no crackers in that meeting didn't have room. Any crackers. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. I thought we were talking generally about uh, chip versus dip versus cracker, no. which might be the upcoming UFC fight. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. I'm chip. I'm dip. I'm cracker. <laughs> yeah, a very unconventional three-way UFC fight. Oh, look, I'm sure they'll do it soon. Oh, and Dip's just sort of hanging back while Chip and Cracker go for it. Uh, you're too salty, Chip. You're too salty. <laughs> Quiet, Cracker. Back. Awful. <laughs> li- literally the worst. All right. Um, do, you so- want, do you want to... Uh, yeah, so, uh, there's a quick thing I want to say, the, um... I'm listening. So, Lisa's, uh, stripped of her title because Homer writes in this space that says, uh, do not write in this space. Sure. I, I work as a teacher. Yes. One time I was administering a test. This is years ago. I'm not going to mention names. Administering a test? Sure. Well, I was, there was a test happening in my room and it was a reading comprehension. Sure. 
And they had 90 minutes. In the 89th minute, a student raised their hand. They pointed the front of the booklet to a section that said, Do not write in this space. And said, What am I meant to put in here? And I, um... If I could have just found them there and then, I think I would have. Fuck. But they actually passed. They did fine. Why did... What... Dude, this they, is a real thing that actually happened, by the way. This is, uh, did they, I know it sounds made up, but it happened. Were they anticipating you would say, oh no, I want you to draw something in that space? Like, w- what was their outcome? What was their expected outcome of that question? I've got no idea. <laughs> that is truly baffling. It is. I, Much like this podcast. I remember in the early days of, of being a uni student, you'd go through a test and you'd see, you know, this page intentionally left blank. And it's like, ha, 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 well, it's not blank because it's got that written on it. Ha, ha, ha. But as someone and that... you get kicked out of the test for laughing so hard. Yeah, exactly. But as someone that has had to compile um, some very substantial photocopied documents, when sometimes... Especially if if I'm compiling a brief to for a court case, and there are documents within that brief, some are single sided, some are double sided. Yeah, man, you just want to clarify that actually this page is intentionally has nothing on it because <laughs> it's not a single sided. It's single sided, not double sided. Sure, I can see the value in that phrase, despite laughing at it the whole time I was a student. That's not a very interesting tangent. It's good enough. It's fine. The episode's pause, over. Pause of the keys, Springfield. <laughs> um, Find us in all the places. Who cares? We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Uh, we're not on Snapchat, but whatever. We're on Spotify now, which is nice, but that's not a social network. No. Do we have to be on Snapchat? I don't want to be on Snapchat. No, we're not cool enough for that. Well, you can email us, put in the key of Springfield at gmail.com. I'm going to go and drink a bunch of water because my voice does not sound like my voice anymore. Mm. Uh, a wuzzle. Um... Oh. Can you, can you pass me the book and then do Wooza Wuzzle again? Wooza Wuzzle. Step, pause, turn, pose, ho, ha, guard, turn, parry, dodge, spin, ha, thrust. Bye. Bye. <laughs> uh, published new episode, I'm assuming. Welcome to a very special behind-the-scenes Pods in the Key of Springfield Sting, where we upload our episode about The Shining. Wait, have we got... Are you specifically addressing um, the the singer and bass player from The Police? Welcome to a very special behind-the-scenes episode, Sting. He is a good digger. Alright, so we are uploading the file. Well, file time not allowed. In what universe is the file? Well, it's, it seems it's to be working. It seems to be working. Oh, we've got to go find an image, don't okay, we? Okay, go to, go to our Twitter account, because oh. I posted the perfect image for it on there the other day. Twitter.com pods in the key? Uh, key Springfield. That's oh, our Twitter key account. Springfield. <laughs> we are Fuck. a professional operation, and we know what we're doing. <laughs> I don't. Uh, is it? Oh, we're a Danny DeVito fan there podcast. Oh, that one. one. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty yeah, good image. It's perfect. Save picture. Ask Cortana about this picture. Why would I do that? Cortana, lay it on me. Is this a picture? Cortana, lay is... it on me. Oh, it me. did upload. Yeah, of course it did. There we go. So now you give it a title. Are we going 22 films, The Shining and The Simpsons? Uh, I reckon 
see what type in twenty two films about Springfield, The Shining. <laughs> the Shining. Uh, I'd use a colon instead of a dash. I'm being pedantic here, but I like to maintain oh, a no, certain you, level. Yes, you normally use. You normally say my shorts dash. Now the categories. We got the right there. I'm going to take everything that applies to this one and then also put in The Shining and Stanley Kubrick. Simpsons TV. Yep. Uh, 1980s, probably. I don't know if these have any effect on anything, but I feel like they're worth taking. Uh, Comedy. Comedy. Eric Banner. Gaming. Horror. Yep. Definitely horror. Love the Beast. Michael Jackson music. TV and film. Yep. And The Shining. Shining. One word. Two words. Two words. Two words, then a comma after. And then Stanley Kubrick. And then we need to write a little description of the episode. This is how the sausage is made. This is such a boring thing. 